do not weep. And he came and touched the bier and said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. The young man who had died was being carried out in a procession to the cemetery to be buried. As this was happening, Jesus and his disciples happened, happened by divine providence to walk by. Outside the city of Nain, these two processions met. The procession of life led by the Lord Jesus meets the procession of death heading toward a cemetery to bury the only son of a widowed mother. At the head of one procession is a corpse symbolizing despair, grief, sorrow, the hopelessness and the helplessness of man. At the head of the other procession is Christ the Savior, sent to interrupt life's tragic trek to the cemetery, to the grave, and to offer us instead salvation, hope, peace, life eternal. And the procession of life triumphs over the procession of death. Jesus, as we just read, touches the casket of the dead man and says, Young man, I say to you, arise. And immediately the young man was restored to life. And one can imagine the happiness that evening as the widowed mother prepared dinner for the very son whom that morning she had set out to bury in the cemetery. Many times a miracle such as this one is referred to in the New Testament and especially in the Gospel of John as a simeon. A simeon is a Greek word which we still use today and it means a sign. This miracle then is a sign. It's a window that enables us to look into the mind and heart of God to see who and what God is. And we look through the window of this miracle into the mind and heart of God today and we see first the infinite love of God. Again and again, it is said of Jesus that he was moved with compassion, either for the crowds or for some sufferers such as the widowed mother in today's gospel lesson. And the word used in Greek is splachnizeste, which is still used today. And by the way, this is the strongest word in Greek for the experience of pity and compassion. It comes from the Greek word splankna, the bowels, and the word describes the pity and the compassion which move a person to
to the depths of one's being. And this word is repeatedly used of Jesus in the gospel story. When Jesus, for example, saw the multitude with all of their sick people, he was moved with compassion. And when he saw the crowds like sheep without a shepherd, he was moved with compassion. And when he saw the hungry people far from home, he was moved with compassion. The interesting thing is that in the Gospels, this word is never used of anyone except Jesus. It is the word which is most characteristic of him. It describes his reaction to human suffering and need. Jesus could not see anyone in trouble or pain or hunger or sorrow without being moved to compassion. This miracle then is the simeon, the sign of the great compassion and love which is always in the heart of Jesus and therefore always in the heart of God for each one of us. And secondly, we see that the compassion or love of God is backed by the greatest power in this universe, the power of the infinitely great God who touches the casket and says to the dead man, Young man, I say to you, arise. And he was immediately restored to life. Now there is little use in a Jesus who worked miracles 2,000 years ago, but who has ceased to work them now. What we need is a Jesus who still has power to work miracles today. There is little relevance in the story of a Jesus who raised a dead person to life 2,000 years ago but who never does that now. There is every, every relevance in a Christ who to this day daily raises people from the death of sin and liberates them to forgiveness and to life eternal and to a new creation. There is little relevance in a Jesus who stilled a storm on the Sea of Galilee 2,000 years ago, but who stills no storm today. But there is every relevance in a Jesus who stills the storms of fear, guilt, anxiety, which rise in the hearts of people today and in whose presence today every storm becomes a calm within the heart. There is little relevance in a Jesus who turned water into wine 2,000 years ago, but who never does so today. But there is every relevance in a Jesus in whose presence today there enters into life a new quality of radiance, joy, love, peace, forgiveness, exhilaration, which is like the turning of water into wine. 
So the miracles of Jesus were not simply single events in time. They were illustrations. They were examples, insights into that which is always going on and what Jesus always is and will ever be. They are windows into the reality of God. For Jesus did not just once raise a man from the dead. He is forever and for all true believers the resurrection and the life. Jesus did not just once feed 5,000 people. That is a window through which we look to see that he is forever the bread of life of which if any person eats, he shall never hunger again. And Jesus did not just once open the eyes of a blind man. He is forever the light of the world. And as the inscription says at the base of the dome, he who follows him will not walk in darkness ever, but will have the light of life. And Jesus did not just once empower sinners to become saints and the weak to become strong. He does that today every time we come to him in prayer and with faith to claim his power. I love the inscription that appears above the doors of a church in Missouri. It says, we believe that the power within us greater than the task before us. And that is true because the power within us is the power of Jesus who raised a young man from, from the grave in the Gospel lesson this morning. And there is no greater power than that in this universe. As he raised the dead man in today's Gospel lesson, so through repentance, Jesus raises me daily when I fall and he will raise me on the last day from my grave in Lakewood Cemetery when he comes again to judge the living and the dead and to establish his eternal kingdom. So what Jesus did in that tiny village of Nain, which as we were traveling through Palestine, we passed one day on a bus. It's still a very tiny village, but it's there. What he did at that tiny village of Nain centuries ago has relevance for you and for me today. It is a simeon. It is a sign of God's great compassion. Jesus was moved to the bowels with compassion for the widow and her son, Esplanhanisti, as he is still moved to compassion today for you and for me. And backed by the greatest power in this universe, the compassion of Jesus touched the casket of the dead man and brought him back to life. And it is no wonder that the people who were there and witnessed this miracle said, God has visited his people. How else could they explain it? He visited his people then, and he continues to visit his people today. Nay, not just to visit, 
because the visit means that he comes for a brief moment and leaves. He comes, as the beautiful prayer says, to pitch his tent in us, to abide in us as he comes each Sunday, to abide in us as the bread of life through the sacrament of his presence in Holy Communion. In concluding, may we turn to the third page of the bulletin this morning and read or rather pray together that beautiful poem, Canst Thou Take the Barren Soil? The third page of the bulletin. Canst thou take the barren soil and with all thy pains and toil make lilies blow? Thou canst not, O helpless man, have faith in God. He can. Canst thou paint the clouds at eve and all the sunset colors weave into the sky? Thou canst not, O powerless man, have faith in God. He can. Canst thou still thy troubled heart and make all cares and doubts depart from out thy soul. Thou canst not, O faithless man, have faith in God. He can. If he raise the son of the widow of Cain, he can. Amen. To him be all glory, honor, worship, and praise, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and forevermore. Amen.